the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and happy Thanksgiving to many, many of you and your family. And you know what? I was just thinking this morning, what a great Thanksgiving show we have this week since we have two guests that I admire and think so highly of, and that would be Denise Peace, the Director of Commercial Banking for the Office of the New York City Comptroller, and Mark Nini, the President of GM Ventures, two great leaders in this country for all Americans with disabilities and specifically epilepsy. Denise and Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving, Joyce. And the same to you. Um, and and it is, I want to say something before you hear Denise and Mark talk. You know, we've had so many great guests on here and so many famous people on the show. And, and, and also, to all my listeners, I want to thank you for your great support and just your constant email and how you've supported this show. I, I really appreciate it so much. But let me tell you. As you all know, I always try to have people on this show that really walk the talk. And believe me, I know these too well, and they really do that. Denise, let's start with you. Um, could you begin by telling our listeners a little bit about your job and what you do for a living? Well, Joyce, one of the things I just have to correct you for a second. Um, last, uh, last two years ago almost, the controller promoted me. I'm now the assistant controller. Oh, it's even better then. For commercial banking. And in that capacity, I'm the controller's liaison to the banking community here in New York City. And, um, and, you know, I head up his commercial banking area, which is very crucial to making deposits and using the uh, New Yorkers' money in a, in a fiduciary manner. And Denise, just so all of our listeners know exactly what you do, what is your title again? It's Assistant Controller for Commercial Banking. And what does that mean to, to many of our listeners? Well, the Assistant Controller for Commercial Banking, I, as I mentioned, I head up the Controller's Commercial Banking Area. The Controller is the Chief Fiscal Officer for the City of New York. We're the part of the checks and balances to make sure that the city money is used prudently. And so what I do is I use the city, I deposit money in financial institutions on behalf of the city of New York and make sure that the city's money is working for New Yorkers, but also to get a return, um, a rate of return for those deposits. Well, that is a very, very important and powerful job you have. Denise, but of course that goes with you. Why don't you tell our listeners, Denise, when did you specifically find out you have epilepsy? As you know, November is Epilepsy Month, and we're trying to educate people throughout the world. In your case, when did you find out you had epilepsy? I found out I had epilepsy about eight years ago, but I, I must say, Joyce, that I I was injured in a, I had a brain injury ten years ago, but it took two years before the epilepsy was diagnosed. And you know what? There you go. And, and I know this because I've heard Denise speak so eloquently and tell this story, but as all my listeners know, 
I had epilepsy for about eight to nine years, and it was misdiagnosed, you know, when I went to the doctor so many times. And I don't know, Denise, what, why do you think this happens so often? Well, you know, I think that epilepsy in some senses is unique to all of us, but I also think it's about, about awareness. I saw a neurologist. I I was a very conscientious patient. I, But one of the things was that I had lost my ability to communicate. And some of the symptoms that I had, you know, there was mixed feeling about what was going on because of the brain injury, and I was diagnosed with from everything from post-traumatic shock as a result of the brain in, injury to a, um, a kind of depression, and that was not diagnosed. It took my going to South Africa and being sleep-deprived for me to have my first chronic tonic seizure. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable, and this is why, you know, when you're hearing Denise speak here and you see she has such a powerful job here in our country, but also is on the national board, as Mark is, for the Epilepsy Foundation, and both truly are great civil rights leaders. But, you know, if you're listening to the show and you've had different issues and you don't know what's going on, don't think you're alone. Go to your neurologist and be an advocate. You always have to be your own advocate. Mark, how about you? Um, how about telling our listeners what you do for a living and then a little bit about when you found out that you were a person with epilepsy? Sure, Joyce. Uh, I live in Houston, Texas, and I run a small commercial real estate company. We do everything from own land to develop projects. We buy and sell real estate. That's about half of what I do. The other half is I work with early-stage startup companies, primarily in Texas, that need seed capital to help them grow, as well as management expertise. So I really wear, well, I actually I wear a lot of hats. Since we're a small company, I am also negotiate big deals as well as run to Kinko's to make copies. Uh, and that's just the nature of a, a small company. Uh, so really, that's what I do, and it's a lot of fun because I do get to wear a lot of hats, and I get mm-hmm. to be involved with a lot of fun, exciting, energetic people. And especially with the venture deals, I get to see a lot of startup companies with a lot of great ideas, and hopefully we can add value and foster their growth. Boy, um, that, that is very, very you, – you are a very busy man down there. With the, That must be exciting, seeing all those new projects come forward. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, keeps it interesting. And uh, to your second point, when did I first discover I had epilepsy? You have to remember, I'm 42, and I had my first seizure at age 7. I had a head injury with a bicycle crash, or as a result of a bicycle crash, when I was 6 years old. So about a year after my head injury, I had my first seizure. Back then, I'd never heard the word epilepsy, and I think that was kind of taboo. Uh, I had seizures, and fortunately, my mom was very proactive, and she took me from the small town where I lived in Midland, Texas, and got me to Dallas to see a children's neurologist, and he was able to treat me albeit with some very powerful drugs. That's really all that was out there now at that time. Um, And I've had seizures throughout my life. The last one was about two and a half years ago. Uh, But fortunately, for the most part, I'm very well controlled, and I'm very, very fortunate in that I can go through a day, and I'm not worried about having a seizure. Um, So that's really how it all started. 
And as all of my listeners know, I, too, am a person with epilepsy, so you got a lot of firepower on this this uh, radio show with the three of us on here. <clears throat> but, you know, there are those that aren't as fortunate, I know. Um, I'm very fortunate, too, that my epilepsy has pretty much been controlled, although I went for years without having a seizure and then had a seizure, you know, several years ago. <clears throat> These things happen. You know, epilepsy is one of those things that's not uh, predictable, but I really believe that it is unfortunate that through lack of education that, you know, people don't realize that at least 40 to 50% of the people who have epilepsy today can be controlled or somewhat controlled with medication. Well, and, and to, Denise, to Denise's point earlier, it's really critical to get to the right doctor. It's, uh, a lot of people with epilepsy can be treated with very powerful medication, and you can stop the seizures. But we very quickly get into the quality of life. What kind of life, quality of life do you have in your everyday existence with these powerful medications going through your body? And that's where a specialist in epilepsy a neurologist or epileptologist that really focuses on treating people with epilepsy is so critical. And uh, to any listener out there, if you go to a general practitioner and you're not sure if you're being treated correctly, absolutely you seek out the right doctor because you may be able to control those seizures with a medication that leaves you with little side effects. You're not sleepy. You don't have you're not foggy, you can think clearly, and you know, how do you put a price on that? So it's, it's real critical to, to not only be an advocate, as Denise said, but get out there, get the right doctor, and, and be treated as, you know, as efficiently as you can to control the seizures with the minimal amount of side effects. And we have our first question for both of you. This is an email question. Uh, that came in, and it is, uh, congratulations, Mr. Nini and Ms. Peace, for the great work you are doing helping people with epilepsy. My question is, what do you do if your sister does not want to disclose to her own child that her child has epilepsy? What advice do you have? Well, well you know, Joyce, I think this goes back to the stigma, and as an African-American woman, um, some members of my family did not acknowledge that I, still don't acknowledge that I have epilepsy because of the stigma attached. You know, epilepsy is one of the few uh, diseases or disorders that has really has the stigma and the stigma has in, uh, infiltrated our culture. So I understand that the mother does not want to tell her daughter because of some of the fears that she has of how people would will react. But going back to what Mark said, epi treating epilepsy today is has gone light years. Even in the in the eight years that I've had epilepsy, from from the first medications that I was given to the medication that I'm on today. You can live a full life. I think what the mother's afraid of is that her daughter may be incapacitated both in her advancement and how people will look at her. And I think that this is where the Epilepsy Foundation comes in, that we try to educate people. What, 
what is available to you when you have epilepsy, as Mark said, to seek out a, a a dedicated professional, but also some of the other services that the foundation affords you, the counseling, how do you get through it, and help the family um, uh, live with the challenge of epilepsy. Yeah, and and you really don't have to hide it. I understand the trepidation about talking about it, but I think that can create a host of other problems, and that that contributes to the stigma. Mm -hmm. It's Unfortunately, it's something she has. Deal with it, and you can talk about it. You can tell the daughter can tell her best friend, "Look, if I have a seizure, do X, Y, and Z. It's no big deal. I'll wake up and I'm fine. You don't call an ambulance. It's that open communication that makes having a seizure not a big deal. It's the knowledge, it's the education, and it is so easy. And what's wonderful today that was not true 20 years ago." And 30 years ago, today's younger generation, they are more accepting of individuals with disabilities than at any time in our history. I remember 20 years ago, I never told anyone. I never told anyone I had epilepsy until three and a half years ago. That's when I, quote, unquote, came out of the closet. It was a secret. I was worried about what people thought. Today's younger generation, it's not as big of an issue, so talk about it. I agree with Mark 100%, and we'll talk about that more. But remember, when you say it's a secret, that means there's something wrong. Don't send that message. And we'll be right back. We're going to break. We're talking to Mark Nini and Denise Peace, two great leaders in this country, helping to fight the fight for Americans with epilepsy, you're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. 
To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving. And of course, we're celebrating Epilepsy Month. And we have two great guests today, Mark Nini and Denise Peace, both members of the National Board of the Epilepsy Foundation and to me, great civil rights leaders for Americans with epilepsy. And I think we have a caller on the line. Hello, Joyce. Hello, is this Mike? Yes, it is. How are you doing? Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. Go right ahead, Mike, and thanks for calling in. No problem. Uh, first of all, I just want to uh, thank uh, Mark and Denise for uh, your courage and your advocacy um, that you show in your career and also the work you've done uh, working at the Epilepsy Foundation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one of the questions I have for you uh, is how far do you think um, that we've come as a, a community, as a society, uh, in, in hiring individuals with disabilities, uh, specifically epilepsy, because um, sometimes epilepsy is the, is the unknown, is uh, the hidden di- disorder. Um, as, as a disability community, what can they expect uh, to be uh, in the workforce uh, in the future? Um, you know, I I think that we haven't come far enough because I know that I was I was on disability for um, about six and a half years before I started back to work. Um, no, it was four and a half, four and a half, five years before I started back to work in the office of the city controller. Before that, I was the deputy superintendent of banks for New York State, but I must have sent out you know, thousands of resumes before I even had an interview to um, to seek uh, to find another job. And it was mainly because I was very candid about the fact that I had epilepsy. It was it was moderately controlled, but I had epilepsy. But I think that one of the things that Joyce, our, our good friend Tony Coelho did for all of us, was to sponsor the ADA. 
you know, um, because I think ADA protects people more than they've ever been protected before in the workforce. But, you know, as Mark said, the stigma is still very much attached. I think you have to really... Um, Look at your employer, what your employer is all about. But I think shows like this, Joyce, help to educate people that, you know, not, not everyone with, with a, with a disability is, is, we should be recognized, well, what I'm trying to say is we should be recognized for our abilities and not the challenges we face every day because everyone faces a challenge. And just like I am moderately controlled, uh, I still have seizures, and I wake up every day wondering if I'm going to have a seizure. I think people have now started to recognize Denise Pease for her abilities and not just Denise Pease as a person who lives with the challenge of epilepsy. Well, I, I think all these components go hand in hand. Being in the workforce, you'll be more accepted if individuals are educated more about epilepsy. There are certain disabilities that are easier to understand than others. Uh, Someone may be more comfortable seeing a gentleman in a wheelchair than they would seeing someone have a seizure, and they've never seen a seizure for the first time. It's, it's, It's the education, it's the knowledge, it's the understanding that After I have my seizure 10 minutes later, I'm back at my computer. No big deal. That will help get us to where we want to go. What Tony did when he authored the ADA was phenomenal. It said, give me a chance to fail. Mm -hmm. Give me a chance, like you would give anyone else a chance, to perform at this job. If I can't do it, fine, fire me. I'm not up to the task. But because I'm in a wheelchair or because I have seizures, don't not give me the opportunity to fail. And and that is so key. It is so key. And Joyce, you can speak to this better than anybody with what you do with your company. Uh, but time and time again, I hear about companies dipping their toe in the water. Okay, we're going to start hiring a couple of people with disabilities. And a year or two later, they're coming back saying, these are the best employees I've ever had. This is wonderful. And and that whole, you know, the stigma with the disabled in general, and then specifically with individual uh, disabilities or diseases, that starts to break that down. And uh, Joyce, you, you know, like I said, with what you do, you can comment on this better than anybody. <clears throat> well, I agree with the comments, but I will say this, Mike, that, you know, the employment, as everyone knows, is, as Mark's pointing out, what my life is all about. That really is my advocacy, and unfortunately, to answer your question, we haven't come far enough by far. We actually are going backwards with the recent uh, Cornell study from this present year to 2001, 2001, we hired more people found employment with significant disabilities than they did today. And in addition to that, still to this day, tragically, only 35% of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work are actually working. So we all have a long way to go to break down these attitudinal barriers, and Mark and Denise are doing that 
just by being on this show. Here are two people very successful, very talented, with great ability. And, yeah, by the way, they're people with epilepsy. And, Mike, also to you I want to say I know that you did a lot of work in the past years. You did work with Job Tech, correct? That's correct. And I just want to commend you, um, you know, on the work that you did, and thank you for calling in. You're calling in from Rochester, New York. Absolutely. Thank you, Joyce. And um, also, what uh, both Joyce, or excuse me, what both Mark and Denise mentioned, uh, it's the uh, abilities, not the disabilities, that count. That's right. Ability first. Ability first. Hey, Mike, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Keep up the good work, and thanks for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. This is what I tell everyone, that you are hiring the person for their ability, not for their disability. And, Denise, I just want to mention one thing. Um, tragically, in this country, the largest group unemployed are minorities with significant disabilities. And we all need to come up with a way to work harder and work together on that. And when you were talking before, um, you, you really have done a lot of work in so many areas, and I just want to commend you for being a leader in this area because I feel you're helping tremendously. Well, thank you very much, Joyce, but I don't think I'm doing enough, um, and that's why I've become so very active with the Epilepsy Foundation uh, because I really feel that I've been blessed, and I realize I've been blessed in that I do have a significant position, that my seizures are moderately controlled, and um, and unless and I tell people that I have epilepsy uh, because I think it helps people to, as Mark says, come out of the closet. Um, and I am recognized for my abilities. I think people respect me. And I want to use that respect so that they can respect everyone and know that they do have abilities and so that we can help everyone, uh, whether they're a minority or, uh, or the majority of the minority. Yeah, so when it comes to the minority community, I say that this is a case of double and triple jeopardy, triple jeopardy if you're a female, because unfortunately, you know, discrimination already exists. But if we all work together and we follow the leadership of Tony Coelho, which we are also honored to have him as our chairman of the national board, I know that we will be able to keep working on this. And, Denise, you mentioned, um, you know, how you decided to work in this area. But, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> have disabilities or have epilepsy, but they don't say, hey, I want to be a leader, I want to make a difference. What made you do that? Um, well, I, I, you know, I really think that um, I, I recognized what the Epilepsy Foundation, I was a consumer of, from the foundation when I was, when I was on disability. And I saw what the, the local affiliate was able to do, and I felt that we could do so much more. And I became a, um, involved with the affiliate as a volunteer and then as a volunteer member of the board of directors and then on the national level. I think it's important that we begin to set policy and impact policy as it, as it affects people with disabilities, particularly epilepsy. Um, you know, our, Tony Coelho gives 210% to our mission. And if I, if I only live up to half of that, it still won't be enough. So I encourage 
anyone who has a disability to be an advocate. And those with a, who do not have the disability to recognize that in helping those of us who have challenges, we're helping the entire society to be better. Well, we're just so fortunate to have you, Denise, and to have Mark. And, you know, when I met these two, I want to tell you, sometimes in life you meet people, as soon as you meet them, that's it, you know, wow, I love these people. And that's what these two are like. They really mean it. They're very genuine, caring people who are very successful, and they are working to try to make a difference. And as many of you can tell from listening to this show, we are the Tony Quello Fan Club on the air today here. You thought you were listening to my radio show, but you didn't know it was the Tony Quello Fan Club. And, Mark, I know that Tony Quello, and by the way, if there's anyone listening and you don't know, remember, former congressman, author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and really, as Denise said, has never stopped his ministry. Changed my life. He really did. And, Mark, I think that you, too, can say that Tony had an impact on you. Can you tell that story to our listeners? Oh, sure. He had a huge Wait, hold impact. it. Hold it. I don't want them to miss one thing. We're going to break. We'll be right back with... This story about Mark Nini and Tony Quello. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. 
If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to Mark Meany, the president of GM Ventures, and Denise Peace, assistant controller for commercial banking, in New York City, Mark is in Houston, Texas, and they're also both national board members of the Epilepsy Foundation. And before we take our caller, I know we have a caller on the line, but I wanted to let Mark finish his story, and then we'll take uh, our caller from Mitch. Uh, Mark, you were telling everyone the impact Tony Coelho had on you. Go right ahead. Well, about four years ago, I did not talk about the fact I had epilepsy. Very few of my friends or associates even knew I had it. I read an article, I believe it was in Forbes, talking about Tony and what he did, and I think he was running Gore's campaign or something at the time, and it talked extensively about his epilepsy, and for some reason, the light went on. I volunteered in different charities, but I did nothing with epilepsy, and I have the disease, and I thought, hmm. This would make sense. So I set up a lunch with Tony. I knew he was on a board here in Houston, and my uncle's good friends with Tony. So we went to breakfast, and we immediately hit it off, and he motivated me to start doing something. I contacted the local affiliate here and raised my hand and volunteered for the board. And uh, before long, I was on the national board as well. And at that time, I did an absolute 180. I went from hiding the fact that I have epilepsy to proud to talk about it because I realized I'm quiet and I hide it for all those reasons we're trying to change and turn around. And I'm not helping the situation. So I actively tell everyone I have epilepsy uh, and it's made a big positive impact in my life. I feel like I feel like I have a mission. So and I probably wouldn't have done that had I not had Tony as a role model. So well, I know what you mean. I can relate to that. Believe me, I sure, surely can. He is a great man. Um, and I think, we, do we have a caller on the line? Mitch, are you on the line? I'm here, Joyce. How are you hey, doing Mitch, today? Hey, Mitch, how are this you, Mitch? Mitch? Yeah, from Mobile. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and I'm excited to hear Mark and... Uh, Denise and you together, and I just wanted to ask one question. Uh, I wanted to uh, see if y'all would highlight some of the initiatives the Epilepsy Foundation's involved with and how can people get in touch with the Epilepsy Foundation. All right. Denise or Mark, which one of you want to go first? Well, I think one of the uh, more important initiatives is um, the initiative with our youth um, mm-hmm. to make young people aware of what epilepsy is or is not and to really give young people a chance to be advocates uh, for for epilepsy and epilepsy uh, research. And I can't negate the work that so many people in our 
with the work that so many people in our affiliates do. I think the service that they provide for people with epilepsy and their family is invaluable. You know, we say we don't want another moment lost to seizures, and that is not just research. That is the support and the empowerment that our affiliates and our youth bring to the movement. And, Mitch, to answer your question, it's hard to answer because if we get a call at our Houston affiliate, there's not much we won't do. Uh, sure, we have, we have a large camp, summer camp for kids with epilepsy, one of the biggest in the country, and many times it's the only time a child gets out of their house and gets to be a kid in a safe environment. Just imagine the impact that has on a, on a child. We help with employee training. We help with job advocacy. I mean, the uh, telemedicine clinics for remote areas when someone can't get to, to, uh, to Houston. The list goes on and on. And there are so many initiatives, but there's so much more we can do. Education in the schools. Uh, you know, we really do it all. And uh, communication, I, you, know, you talk about how do you start, EFA.org, Epilepsy Foundation of America. That's a good starting point. You can access affiliate websites. You can access links to specific issues, women in epilepsy, if you're uh, childbearing age, uh, teen chat rooms. The list goes on, and you can start there and find, some, and find the help you need. And it may be that you find an online resource and it answers your question. Or it may be that you're put in touch with an affiliate in your community, and you have a more hands-on relationship with someone who's an advocate for you and can help answer your questions or help you find a good doctor or any of a million different questions that could come up uh, if you suffer from epilepsy. So I know that I'm kind of jumping around, Mitch. Uh, it's kind of hard to compartmentalize what we do because we do so many different things. But, Mitch, and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones. But one of the initiatives that I do want to point out, uh, Mark and Joyce, is our, um, is our outreach to the Hispanic Latino community. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's something that Tony has really gone uh, full steam ahead with. Because of the stigma that's attached and also some of the language difficulties and the access to medical and social services care, I think that our uh, brothers and sisters in the, Lat- in the Latino community should know that the, Epilep- the Epilepsy Foundation is, r- is right there and they have resources available to tell you where to go to get care. And I know that in some communities, particularly here in New York, and some of our, our um, residents here have concerns about if I go to a doctor and let's say that all of my paperwork is not in order, will this, you know, will INS be notified? What will happen to my family? And I think the Epilepsy Foundation can help with some of that to alleviate some of the fears, but also put you in touch with the right healthcare professional. Yes, I just wanted to add uh, one other thing, Mitch, and that is the Jeannie Carpenter Legal Defense Fund, which is a mission from the National Epilepsy Foundation to provide legal assistance to people with epilepsy. As Mitch, you well know, many people with epilepsy are in poverty, and when they are discriminated against, have you know no one to go to. So we've put together a 
defense fund so that people can call into the National Epilepsy Foundation, ask for or go to our website, epilepsyfoundation.org, look up that Jeannie Carpenter Legal Defense Fund named after a former chair of the board who passed away a few years ago, and she was an attorney, and this is in her name that, you know, we started all of this because it was originally her idea. But once again, it is providing legal assistance for people who have no ability to pay for legal care. And then as uh, Denise mentioned, the other two, and as Mark mentioned, so many things going on, you know, with each affiliate, I think that thing, Mark, don't you agree, Mark and Denise, that also Tony's emphasis, as Denise brought out, about young people and youth is really going to be big over the next several years, don't you think? Yes, I do. I mean, you think about changing a stigma, changing uh, something that big where it's ingrained in a society. It has to start with the youth, and it'll take many years, but you've got to start with the youth because then the stigma stops. So uh, Tony is dead on with the youth initiative, and I think some of the some of the materials I've seen and the initiatives that are underway it is very very exciting, and it's exciting to be associated with it. And also a special uh, happy Thanksgiving to Amy Lee from Evanescence, who is going to be next year on my radio show. Here she is, one of the top rock stars in the United States, but because of her brother having epilepsy, she is going to be our spokesperson. And I know that any young people listening to the show know who that is. So keep watching our website and you'll see more about it. And Mitch, I want to say to you before you go that um, the comment that Mark and also Denise when she was talking about the affiliates, that's where it's really happening. That is where it's really happening. That's where the rubber meets the road. And, Mitch, you've done so much for the Epilepsy Foundation in Alabama. Uh, if someone is listening to the show in Alabama, what is your website? It's uh, slash South Alabama. Okay, and that is how people would contact you. And, uh, Mitch. Garrett, do you have a direct email there? Yes, it's mgarrett at epilepsysouthalabama.org, spelled out. All right, that's good. And, Mitch, happy Thanksgiving to you, and also thank you for all the good work you're doing. Well, thank you, and thanks, and everybody have a happy Thanksgiving, and God bless. God bless you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Denise and Mark, both of you are national board members. I wanted to ask you, what impact have you seen uh, from having the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, Tony Quello, as the chair? Oh, wow. I mean, it's fascinating to be sitting in a committee meeting and pondering about some big issue that touches with the federal government or statutes certain states, and he knows the people directly, and he's, Tony's constantly rattling off, oh, I can call her, I can call him. It is phenomenal, and what's wonderful with Tony as the chair now is we get to harness those contacts and that energy uh, to, I think, uh, better the organization. I mean, that's all that can happen. That's what's exciting. It's also exciting that 
I've been involved with other nonprofits, and you get a group of people that care involved, and you advance the goals of the organization. It's another thing to have someone that has the disease there. I learned that early on with my local affiliate. When someone sitting across the table started arguing with me, uh, they just thought I was a successful businessman. They never asked me if I had epilepsy. And they started down this path of, well, you don't really know what it's like. Well, Denise, you can imagine how I responded to that one. Uh, and so to have people actively involved with the disease, I mean, with Tony's epilepsy, no one can tell him what it's like. And you can't put a price on that. So with his energy, his contacts, his political skills, it's going to do nothing but take this organization to the next level where we're commensurate with this, the density of this disease in our country. I think epilepsy has been kept in the shadows for far too long. Far too many people have this disease, and it's kept quiet. And that's got to change. And we couldn't have a better leader than someone that's got the ends in Washington, that wrote the Americans with Disabilities Act, that has the disease, and has unbelievable energy. I mean, Denise? Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> and I say amen to all of that. And with that, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back so you can hear more from Denise Peace and Mark Nini, two friends of mine, but more importantly, friends to all Americans with epilepsy. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show as we are celebrating not only Thanksgiving week, but Epilepsy Month. And I think we have a caller on the line. Good afternoon. Uh huh, we know that voice. Tony uh-huh. Quello, welcome to the show. Well, I was just listening to Mark and Denise and, uh, I'd have to say that, you know, maybe Mark doesn't know me as well as he was talking about. I, you know, I appreciate all his nice comments, but Denise knows better. <laughs> well, Tony, you know, had I known you'd been listening, my comments would have been very different. Yeah, I'm sure they would have been. <laughs> but I think, Joyce, I think it's great that you have both Denise and Mark on. Uh, as you know, they're both excellent members of our board. And so I applaud you for for having them on the show today. Well, I am happy to have them on the show, and it is truly an honor to have you call into the show. Now, Tony, do you have... Is this a record? We have four epileptics on the show? Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. We have a record here. Tony, do you have any comment you want to make to anyone listening to the show today? Well, I I had lunch today with a gentleman... Uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, Mark Ashby, who uh, has epilepsy, uh, but the interesting thing about him is he's 41, uh, just met him. Uh, he is a uh, Ironman competitor, meaning that he uh, competes in swimming, uh, bicycle riding, and running all in uh, one event. He just got back from... Hawaii, where he was invited to participate there because of his success uh, in other uh, runs in the country. He has epilepsy. Uh, His last seizure was a year ago. Um, He uh, is very positive about his epilepsy. Uh, He's had seizures since he was uh, 16, Um, and it was just great to uh, listen to him and to be so confident about uh, uh, what he can do with his life. Uh, there was no uh, negatives. He was just, uh, he has his seizures. He has the side effects from drugs, everything else that the rest of us have. But he was so wonderfully positive about himself and his, and his future that uh, I am going to, in effect, get uh, the Epilepsy Foundation to do a story on him and so forth. But it's nice to meet people like this and, Denise and Mark are the same way. Joyce, you're the same way. Uh, that believing in ourselves and believing that 
for whatever reason, God has given us a purpose to pursue things and do things in our life. And uh, it was really, really great to meet Mark today. Well, that is great. And I'll tell you what, that Ironman, that is a very mm-hmm. difficult competition. That is really something. Well, that he is a great role model for many people. Yep, and so I intend to pursue this uh, with him. And so for all your listeners, uh, this is the first time that we know of, um, people may have not disclosed, but the first time that we know of that a person with epilepsy has competed in an Ironman competition. So uh, that's really kind of a neat, neat thing. That is tremendous. Wow, and you know what, Tony, you can maybe comment on this before we leave. I was going to ask Mark and Denise, and you also could comment on what advice you have for young people with epilepsy dealing with obstacles and, you know, feeling inferior about their situation or just problems with their own parents. Um, What advice do you have? Well, I'll just make it short because I uh, know our listeners would rather hear from Mark and Denise. Um, the I think the most important thing is to believe in yourself um, and to encourage your parents to uh, let you live your life. Uh, you know, I've often said because of my story and so forth that people have a tendency to uh, love the individual with epilepsy so much that they, in effect, then are the ones that handicap them and. Uh, we just need to uh, suffer the consequences of our epilepsy, suffer the rejection, suffer everything else, because at some point in our life, our loved ones are not going to be around, and we're going to have to adjust to our epilepsy just like anybody else. Um, so it's believing in yourself, and no matter uh, how many seizures you have a day, uh, I still have seizures. Uh, uh, I know Mark and Denise still have seizures, and the fellow I met today still has seizures and so forth. So uh, it's something you got to believe in, and then if you believe in yourself, others will believe in you. I, I, I second that. I, I, I really second that because I, I think that, you know, Tony, you, you, ha- you play a song from Art Kelly, I Believe I Can Fly. And you have to believe you can fly, and you have to believe that you can touch the sky. And And... You know, we have to believe that we have a lifetime of endless possibilities, and that's one of the things that I think that I'm trying to do as a board member of the Epilepsy Foundation. I think it it is critical that uh, we give people hope, and and no matter what you believe that you can do, it's better than what you're not doing. And so believing you can fly and believing you can touch the sky, that's, that's the song. It is a fabulous song, and it really reflects what all of us with disabilities uh, really, really believe. Well, Mark, let, I'll turn it over to you, and I just want to say thank you to the two of you for being your wonderful advocates, and Joyce, thank you for all that you do as an advocate for all of us. Tony, thank, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you and same to Mark and Denise. Thank, thank you. What a great story. Wow. Yeah. What a pleasant surprise! Wow. You know, I got to I, I got to tell you a quick story. One time, I was having breakfast with Tony, and I was having a particularly bad time on my meds for two or three months. Uh, I had no energy, very lethargic. I was down. I was depressed. My seizures were under control. I just didn't feel good. 
and I was spending a large part of my day feeling sorry for myself. I just, you know, why do I have to take this handful of pills every day in order to supposedly live a normal life? I don't like how I feel. And I had breakfast with Tony. And, of course, as is Tony's uh, custom, first thing he asked me when we sit down is, how are you feeling? So I told him. And he thought for a second. And he looked at me and he said, time to suck it up. I said, really? This is from the author of the ADA and a fellow person with epilepsy? He said, yeah, it's the hand you've been dealt. Do the best you can with it. Get the best medical care you can. But embrace your life. Embrace everything. You, you, you can't change it. You've got it right now. i got to tell you, I did a 180 that day. I started thinking, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. It is the hand I've been dealt. I'm going to see if I can be positive for other people. And that comment right there probably did more for my well-being than any other snippet or any other comment from anyone else in my entire life. It's all about no pity. Absolutely. With Tony Quello, it's all about no pity. Um, Mark and Denise, sadly, the show is ending, but I'd like to say before we go that I am thankful that God has blessed me to know, number one, someone like Tony, but in addition, to know two great people like you who really are making a difference for so many people. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. What a great show. Yeah, we're blessed to know you. Well, let me say this. We always end our show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And here it is today from Tony Quello himself who says, Believe in yourself because you can do more than you know by one of the greatest men I know, the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, Tony Quello. Thank you, Mark and Denise. And we will wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving and see you next week on Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on the voice of voiceamerica.com. Have a great Thanksgiving. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.